Now all across North Carolina, it's Carolina Newsmakers. Here's your host, Don Curtis. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. This week, we have as our guest, someone who's been with us a number of times, the insurance commissioner of the state of North Carolina, the Honorable Mike Colsey. And uh, of course, insurance is something that uh, almost everybody, indirectly or directly, and sometimes both, has has as a part of their everyday existence. So I'm sure you'll find the topics that we're going to talk about today to be interesting and informative. So, Commissioner, welcome back to the program. Delighted to see you and and, uh, have you back on. Thank you, Don. I appreciate being on. Well, you know, we we can go down the whole list of things that we usually talk about, but I guess almost everybody has a car or two or three in some cases. And so automobile insurance is on everyone's mind. So what's new in the field of automobile insurance and uh, what's, what's happening there? Well, the biggest thing that I like to talk about, Don, is replacement value coverage. And people sometimes uh, don't realize there's there's quite a bit of difference sometimes in the automobile insurance rates. So it pays to shop around. And I'm a big fan of having a personal agent that you can meet with personally or at least pick up the phone and uh, give a call, whether it's an independent agent or a company representative, having a local insurance agent, uh, in my view, is very important. And you want to make sure that you reviewed your automobile coverage uh, at least every year to make sure you've got the proper amounts of coverage. Most people don't have enough when it comes to medical coverage and uh, it's, it's just very important that you have something well above the minimum limits because the minimum limits uh, will get you in trouble. But uh, I mentioned replacement value coverage. If you don't have replacement value coverage and you have an accident and it's a total loss, you're going to be very disappointed in the amount you receive on that claim because you only receive the actual cash value, the depreciated value of the vehicle. Whereas if you have replacement value coverage and you have a vehicle that's two or three years old, you can go out and buy a brand new vehicle and it'll it'll pay for it. So it is well worth the few extra dollars to have that um, replacement value rider. So you said a few extra bucks. So what you're talking about maybe 10% or 15% more for replacement value versus well, depreciated value? It's, it's not very much. It uh, I would it varies from company to company, but uh, I'd talk to your agent. Uh, but in most cases, it's just just a, a few dollars a month. Well, that's that's very good advice because that could amount to an awful lot of money for a five-year-old car. It sure could. I've I've seen case after case where people were very pleased with what they got when they had replacement value coverage and very uh, dissatisfied when they didn't. Well, that's uh, very good advice there. And of course, I guess the same thing is true when we come to homeowners insurance that almost uh, everyone who uh, has owns a home buys homeowner. And of course, those who rent also have some responsibility there. So 
Let's talk about the uh, large number of people who are now renting apartments. What type of insurance should they have that uh, is the same as homeowners for a homeowner? They should have a renter's policy. They have a policy that covers all your household goods and belongings. And that's, it's very important that you have that because if you had a fire or theft or um, other loss, uh, there'd be no coverage if you didn't have that renter's policy. Uh, how many do most people know this? Do you uh, are most people that are in apartments covered? Well, I think most uh, uh, apartment managers uh, give out that type of information. We do. We spend a lot of time here at the Department of Insurance with our consumer division, uh, educating consumers. And it's uh, and there's probably plenty of people that don't know that. But uh, we certainly want to get the message out. Now, I know uh, the basic homeowner policy does not uh, usually cover some special collections and special incidences. These are additional riders. Uh, how, how does uh, one review what is covered and what's not covered? Well, what I would recommend is talking with your insurance agent, uh, meeting uh, preferably face-to-face or at least by phone, to make sure that you have the enough uh, insurance coverage uh, in case of a loss that your house could be replaced uh, and you have enough coverage uh, on your contents. But there again, that replacement value coverage is very important to have on the contents of your home. You might have a piece of furniture that to you, you paid a thousand or two or three thousand dollars four years ago. But under the depreciation schedule, it might only be worth ten or fifteen dollars today, and that's all you'd get if you did not have replacement value coverage. Uh, most people have are underinsured because they haven't uh, met with their agent and had the adjustments for inflation. And if you look at construction costs today, they're they're really uh, very expensive. And things uh, today are two or three times the cost of what they were six or seven years ago. Now, what about special collections? Uh, let's say a person has an unusual amount of jewelry or an unusual amount of, say, art or something of this nature or some special hobby. How, uh, what the typical policy only covers a small amount of that. How do they obtain coverage on it all? Well, they're not covered unless they talk to their agent and get an, a, a special endorsement or rider that specifically lists the jewelry collections, art collections, other types of collectibles. So you want to meet with the, the agent and discuss the items that need to be added to the policy to make sure you have that covered. How often are you suggesting you do this annually or every other year or what? Annually would certainly be ideal, uh, but at least every every couple of years. I, I, annually would be the best. Well, you keep stressing this replacement cost because that uh, that could be, you mentioned that in both the homeowners and also the uh, uh, automobile. So I guess that must be something that uh, uh, to you is very, very important. Well, you see, you see the results when people have that. They are very happy that they can go get a, 
a brand new vehicle that's uh, thousands of dollars more than the value of the one they had versus uh, somebody that has depreciated value. They, in some cases, we see people that owe more on the car than uh, than the cars were. So, so that not only do they lose, they lose, they still owe on the vehicle. Well, I guess it's tempting sometimes to take a cheap policy just to have insurance and be able to drive, but it's a lesson that uh, uh, could be very painful to learn the hard way. I want to skip over and talk about something else that I know you're very involved in, and that's Child Passenger Safety Week. Uh, really doesn't have a lot to do with what we've talked about so far, but I know that that's occurring this week, and it's something you're very interested in. That's right. We've had events across the state. Uh, at different fire departments where we've had the, the public come in to make sure they have uh, child safety seats that are the proper size and fit. And according to the state highway patrol, Don, 90% of the children that die in traffic accidents die because they're either not in a child safety seat or they're not properly fitted in a child safety seat. And we have over 3,000 certified technicians all across North Carolina that work at fire departments and law enforcement agencies. And uh, it's free. You can just make an appointment or go by one of these uh, child safety inspection stations and uh, make sure that you have the right size child safety seat to keep your family safe. Now, most fire departments are doing this. Uh, is this uh, a requirement of all fire departments? It is not a requirement, but most of your, uh, particularly the larger fire departments and many of our volunteer to fire, fire departments have the uh, child safety seat inspection stations. And uh, some are open any day, others particular days of the week, uh, so I just call your local fire department and uh, or local sheriff department sheriff's office and ask. We have a list uh, also on our website, Don. They can go to ncdoi.gov and it'll get a give a list of all the inspection stations all across North Carolina. I'm gonna go back uh, see back down to something we were talking about a few minutes ago, and that was the cost of insurance, automobile, and homeowner policies. We're in a period of inflation. Are you seeing that affect the uh, the price of ho uh, automobile or homeowner policies? Well, the uh, we see the rate bureau, which uh, represents the insurance company companies in North Carolina. Uh, they are they've already sent us some uh, rate requests. You know, looking to increase the rate. So that's something we, we look at uh, almost every year or two. And it certainly has an impact. Uh, inflation takes a toll on everybody. So when will, when will you be reviewing this, uh, the, the current rates? Well, for, for certain dwelling policies, they're being looked at uh, right now. And, and, and these these come before you as a as a form of a hearing. Is that correct? Well, the the rate bureau sends the request to me as the insurance commissioner, and by state law, I only have uh, 
two choices. I can say yes or no. And so far, I've always said no. And the next step is to set up the hearing. And the hearing's usually nine to 12 months in the future. And in most cases, we've been able to sit down with the insurance industry and negotiate a very favorable settlement to the consumer. And uh, so when the rate request comes in, it's usually six to nine months later before it's finally settled. Uh, at least. Yeah. Well, that keeps you on your toes and keeps you it, busy. And I'm glad. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing, Don, on the, the renter's insurance, the I, flood, uh, you need a separate policy to cover any losses from flood. And that includes homeowners policies, too, because homeowners policies and renters policies generally don't do not cover any flood damage. So that's important to talk to your agent about flood coverage. Good advice. Good advice. Our guest this week on Carolina Newsmakers is Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey. And we will be back right after we take time out for some messages to further our conversation and find out more about what's going on in his office. We'll do that right after these messages. Steven. Who said that? Me. Down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. This forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Plant puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We continue with Carolina Newsmakers. Here's Don Curtis. We're back on Carolina Newsmakers with the Insurance Commissioner of the State of North Carolina, Mike Causey. Uh, and uh, we always enjoy getting an update on the latest scams because for some reason or other, there's always scams going on in uh, insurance fraud and so forth. And that, of course, is a great penalty to the, uh, to the ordinary citizen because somebody has to pay the bill. So where are we on the latest scams and insurance fraud and, and uh, sort of bring us up to date on, on how your office is, is protecting our interest in that regard? Well, it certainly keeps us busy, Don, and there, there's no shortage of scams or, or insurance fraud. As, as we all know, I know every day I get phone calls on my cell phone and on the home phone, uh, like most other people, 
And the vast majority of these phone calls coming in now, especially to seniors, are some type of scam, trying to steal your identity or personal information or trying to sell something that, that you don't need. And I would just say, if anybody gets a phone call like that, if you don't know where the call's coming from, don't answer it. Uh, never give out any personal financial information over the phone. Uh, if you get a call and it says it's from your insurance company, they need particular information. Do not give out anything out over the phone. Uh, you call your agent personally to make to to verify that th that they uh, are trying to get in touch with you, and we'd like to know about it. If you suspect any sort of insurance fraud, give us a call. Send us an email because we have criminal investigators that are state police officers sworn officers that can make arrests anywhere in North Carolina, and they are very busy making arrests every week. There's people out there staging accidents, uh, deliberately uh, trying to, to get money from you or your insurance company. We see a large percentage of our drivers that are driving around with no insurance at all, and many times no driver's licenses, and uh, I just talked to a lady this week that had a friend that was killed. She was taking food to her disabled sister and the uninsured motorist was drinking and driving in the middle of the week and just slammed into her car and uh, killed her instantly. So this is a big problem uh, that we're looking into at the Department of Insurance uh, along with the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, and if, if anybody suspects any sort of insurance fraud or scam, we'd like to know about it, and you can also report any suspected scam to the state attorney general's office. Do you have any examples of the types of scams that uh, people are trying to pull that you could tell us about? Well, there, there's uh, one... Uh, where people will be driving down the road and they will signal you to pull in front of them like they're giving you the right of way and they deliberately speed up so you crash into them. And so they created this accident and then they will deny it and say you, it was your fault. You ran into them. And you unfortunately, you have people that are doing this uh, on a daily basis. Uh, they actually are making a living off of filing fake insurance claims. So people have to be on high alert if you're out on the city streets or any of our highways or interstates, be very cautious. Uh, slow down, there's too many people speeding. There's too much distracted driving, but uh, just uh, filing False claims is a real big problem. We, we know that at least one out of every 10 insurance claims that is filed, whether it's health insurance, car insurance claims, or homeowners, is a fake claim. So that's why insurance companies are very cautious, and they ask you so many questions when you do have a legitimate claim. 
I think what happens so often is people say, well, that doesn't affect me. But in fact, it does because the insurance company doesn't have this pile of money that comes from anyone except the policy owners. That's where they get their money. Well, so if right. they pay out money uh, unnecessarily, uh, they have to charge the honest citizen more money for their policies. Well, we're all paying for it because we the uh, the people that are paying the premiums are paying for the fraudulent claim. So uh, yeah. we're estimating that that's close to 20 cents out of every dollar that you pay for any type of insurance premiums. Uh, so about one fifth of the premiums you pay are going to cover fraudulent claims. So if you let it go and you don't pursue it vigorously to stop it, it just drives up the cost and makes us pay more for insurance. Wow, I, I had no idea it would be that much. So basically, it's about 20% of my total insurance is going to cover fraud by others. That's that's a much higher figure than I would have imagined. I, I was in a um, healthcare uh, fraud meeting uh, recently in another state, and I had uh, medical experts saying that they believe up to one-fourth of the health insurance claims and especially Medicare, Medicaid, and, and uh, all other forms of insurance are fraudulent health claims. It is a huge issue and the public needs to be very aware of it and report any suspected fraud. Well, so far we have, uh, we're in mid-September and we've sort of dodged the hurricane so far, but the weather emergencies do happen and hurricanes uh, do happen and and uh, that seems to bring out always a case of a lot of fraud uh, in the insurance area also you might want to mention that it does and and actually the uh, hurricane fiona is uh, pounding at the north carolina coast right now and we're going to see some heavy winds and hopefully uh, the damage will be minimal but we don't know at this point but every time we have a storm uh, we have these roofing contractors come in from uh, all over the country, and they'll go door to door. And most of the most of the time, these roofing contractors are scam artists, you know, trying to steal your money. And so you want to be very cautious and leery of anybody coming up to your door offering to fix your property. Uh, you want to make sure you know who you're dealing with, a reputable local business that's uh, part of the Better Business Bureau and has references and properly licensed. Of course, you also have this, I think, with uh, uh, tree damage and, and uh, where trees are blown down and need to be removed. That's right. Same thing. Yeah. Well, so far, as I said, we've, we've missed a direct hit and maybe we'll be lucky this year and not have as much uh, bad luck as we've had in the past because we certainly had our share in the past. Uh, I also wanted to bring up uh, something else that you're very concerned about, and that's distracted drivers, because uh, this is more and more of a case of concern because uh, people seem to be occupied by either using their cell phone or other means of being distracted. There's a lot going on with the dashboard these days that uh, causes people to look at it, especially with the newer cars and the more modern dashboards. 
Tell us a little bit about uh, your concern there. Well, distracted driving is the number one cause of, of traffic accidents today. There's four, four categories that are really hurting our car insurance and driving up our insurance rates. And number one is distracted driving. And number two is speeding. Is uh, Almost everywhere you go on the interstate, there are people speeding excessive. I'm not talking about five or 10 miles over the speed limit. There's people going 20 to 30 miles above the posted speed limit. And when you couple that with distracted driving and there's an accident, it's a deadly accident in most cases. Uh, we just had a woman killed up in High Point recently where a pickup truck ran off the road, and went airborne, landed on top of this woman's car and cut the top of a car off, killed her instantly. No, no fault of hers, but the driver said he couldn't remember, but he may have looked down at his phone just, just for a moment. So you know, there's just, this is very preventable. People need to know the hazards and the, the likely death of driving down the interstate, uh, texting and driving at 75, 80 miles an hour. So put the phone down, keep your hands on the wheel, focus on the road. That's, that's my message and stay safe. Uh, you mentioned there were four, you mentioned two of them. What are the other, the other two? Uh, more people driving under the influence and fewer people wearing seat belts. Well, uh, that last one is a little hard to explain, but uh, why would a person be afraid of having a seatbelt on? It, it's still amazing. You'd think, you'd think everybody would be wearing a seatbelt, but that's yeah. not the case. You look at many, yeah. of the, many of the traffic fatalities we've had this year, uh, a significant percentage have been people that were not wearing seatbelts and they were thrown from the vehicle and that's the reason they were killed. I think we've all had the experience of driving on the interstate and, and driving maybe a little over the speed limit, but cars go buzzing by. Uh, what does the highway patrol say about uh, maybe enforcing uh, a lower speed limit or, or more uh, enforcing the speed limits that exist already? Well, I know if, if you talk with uh, Colonel Johnson, he'll tell you his agencies, like a lot of other law enforcement agencies, they're down significantly the number of troopers they need to have to cover uh, everything in North Carolina. But the, the Highway Patrol is doing an outstanding job of uh, doing what they can to go after these uh, speeders and violators. Well, of course, every time there is an accident, that takes uh, someone off, uh, takes highway patrolmen off the road for a long time and enforcing the speed limit because he's got to investigate the accident. That's right. Well, also, uh, so Don, if, if somebody has uh, a question about insurance or something about insurance fraud, we have a toll free number, which is 855 408 1212. And they can also go to our website, ncdoi.gov, and uh, those numbers are there and other ways to get in touch with us. 
That's N-C-D-O-I. That stands for Department of Insurance. And it's .gov, not .com. And uh, that's where you can get much more information Correct. Uh, about that. And, and, and then, Mr. Uh, Commissioner, I'm going to ask you uh, later on the program, if you would, to repeat those numbers. So if anyone wants to take them down or make notes of them, they get, we'll have time to pick up a pencil and paper and, and be able to do that. We'll do that in the last segment. Okay. Our guest is Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey. Of course, he's the Insurance Commissioner for the state of North Carolina. Been in the insurance industry for over 25 years. As uh, One time as an agent, manager, supervisor, and agency owner. He's a native of Guilford County, and, and uh, that's where he still lives. Well, anyway, we're going to be back with another segment. We'll talk about the Insurance Commissioner's other duty, uh, or one of his many other duties, and one of his other duties is being the the fire marshal for the state of North Carolina. And we'll do that when we return with the next segment of Carolina Newspapers. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest. And then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm gonna make it better. I'm uh, coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis. Our guest this week is Mike Causey. He's the insurance commissioner for the state of North Carolina. In the uh, first two segments, we talked a great deal about automobile and homeowner's insurance. We haven't talked about life insurance. We'll get to that a little later on. Uh, and then in the segment, se- second segment, we talked about insurance fraud and also some other issues, and including uh, uh, some of the scams that are going on and things of that nature. Now I want to turn to one of the other duties that you have in, in your role as insurance commissioner, and that is serving as the state fire marshal. Uh, how long has the insurance commissioner always been the fire marshal? Well, since the... Um I believe since about 1949. So it's not always the Department of Insurance started in 1899. So in the very beginning, that was not the case. But uh, certainly uh, for over the past 60 or 70 years, it has been. So what does that enti- uh, entail as far as what you actually do? Well, it's my honor to uh, work with our fire service and office of state fire marshal and i want to thank every one of our 
first responders uh, across North Carolina, especially our volunteer firefighters that devote so much of their time and energy to keeping us safe in our respective communities. And you know, these folks are on call, these men and women are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week in most cases. And uh, they're doing that. They have to devote a significant amount of time to training. Uh, the, our Office of State Fire Marshal uh, oversees firefighter certification and training. And this is a little trivia, but North Carolina does more fire, more levels of firefighter certification than any other state or any other agency in the world except for the federal Department of Defense. We have 54 different levels of firefighter certifications. Uh, we work closely with the community college system, which does a lot of training for our uh, firefighters across the state. And uh, is, I'm out there it, just every week, I'm out somewhere in the counties visiting with fire departments. This uh, recently, we were at the Morrisville Fire Department with a uh, the child passenger safety seat week, uh, doing child safety seat demonstrations. Uh, I was at Chapel Hill uh, this week, uh, participating in a live burn on the campus to demonstrate the students the uh, difference between having a, a dormitory room with sprinkler systems versus no sprinkler systems. So it's all about keeping people safe. Uh, every fire department I know, plus our office, spends a lot of time uh, talking about smoke alarms and the importance of having working smoke alarms in your home on every floor and in, in every bedroom. Because uh, without a working smoke alarm, uh, you may not escape a fire that, because it spreads so quickly. Now, we have volunteer firemen. We also have professional firemen who are, are paid for their duties, and most of those belong to city fire departments. Uh, do you also have jurisdiction over those? We, we work with the entire fire service in North Carolina. Now, we do, we do the, the, the ISO class safety inspections and, uh, for the majority of fire departments, Except for those fire departments in the large cities, those inspections are done by the federal uh, ISO rating agency. But how your local fire department is rated is very important because it, it affects what you pay on your homeowner's insurance. So if you have a rural fire department that say this, they're, they're on a class from 10 to 1, 1 being the very top. If you had a rural fire department that had been a rated at a class nine and they improved to a class five, most of the people that live in that fire district would have a significant reduction in their homeowner's insurance because of the response time and so forth of that fire department. So that's something that most people really don't know about or think about, but it's very important to the public. Well, you know, uh, the other interesting thing about a lot of rural fire departments, volunteer fire departments, is very often the community 
is built around the volunteer fire department. It becomes sort of a social area. That's exactly right. The, the volunteer fire departments in almost every community are the center or the hub of that community, just like the local church. Now, in the uh, major cities, the uh, fire department very often also uh, serves a role as the, the first responders to uh, need for uh, uh, health emergencies. Well, well, that's true with all fire departments, Don. Even out in the rural areas, they're, they're first responders, and they actually do more health calls today than they do fire calls. What's been the biggest uh, improvement in, in our fire uh, safety? Uh, and, and by the way, coming up is October, which is Fire Safety Month, or Fire Prevention Week is That's in the right. month of October. It's coming up soon, October, the week of October 9th. So what are the tips that you would give the homeowners that uh, they might uh, need to take a good look at? Uh, you know, one of the things I've always said is uh, it, it's always good to have fire extinguishers in your home because every fire at one point in time is, is very small. Well, that's true, but you want to make sure you have an escape plan, you know, and you have two ways out. And if you talk to your local fire department, they'll be glad to help you with that. But the number one thing that I think every fire chief would tell you would be to make sure that you have working smoke alarms on every floor and in front of every bedroom and check those batteries every month unless you if if you buy the new smoke alarms they have smoke alarms today with 10 year batteries so you don't have to worry about that battery for 10 years and that's what we're seeing a lot of folks uh replacing the old smoke alarms with now is the 10 year smoke alarms I didn't know that that was out. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know that. So it's a 10-year battery. It's a 10-year battery, and most of your major hardware stores have those in stock. Interesting. Um, so, um, and fire extinguishers, what type of fire extinguishers should a homeowner have? Well, you want a certified. Uh, I would defer to your local uh, fire department. Uh, to ask to, today is the the most important thing is to get out you know if you've got a fire in your house you want to close the door and leave that house as quickly as possible so having that escape plan and uh, knowing where the family's going to meet in a particular place those are the things that, that save lives and many of the fires we see come from unattended cooking so we need people to pay attention when, when they're cooking anything. And if, you, if you've got to leave the kitchen, make sure you turn that stove off. Do not leave a stove on if you're going to leave the, the room. And uh, we have a whole list of things done on our, on our website at the Office of State Fire Marshal or ncdoi.gov. And um, also... I. So Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I didn't mention to you, we, we're over building inspections, and that ties nicely into the fire service also because we oversee all engineering codes and state building inspections, the State Building Code Council. 
we license electrical contractors and we license plumbing contractors. And so safe building, uh, having sprinkler systems and all of these things tie into fire safety and uh, insurance. I want to skip back to volunteer fire departments because uh, I think at one time you told me that uh, some, in some cases they're having trouble finding people to, uh, to participate in that program. That is very true. Uh, it's like any other civic organization. Uh, memberships are down in most civic clubs today. And most of our volunteer fire departments are really struggling to recruit volunteers and to retain those volunteers. And what we see is people, the paid firefighters, the career firefighters that are working for the city of Raleigh or the city of Durham or Greensboro, the vast majority of these firefighters also serve in rural fire departments as volunteers. So they're not only doing a full-time job as a paid firefighter, they're volunteering their time to help smaller communities. So uh, I just encourage anybody that to, to talk to your local fire department, see what they need and way of help or, or, and volunteer any way you can. We're reaching out to the elementary school students. Uh, many of our fire departments have fire camps for kids in the summertime. So we know that to get our future firefighters, we've got to reach children that are at very young ages, you know, five or six, seven years old, to get them exposed to the fire service, to uh, get them thinking about possibly having careers as firefighters and that type of thing. And uh, we are beginning to see more women come into the fire service. And I think that's a good thing. What is your role as far as fire, uh, uh, fire, uh, forest fires and uh, uh, rural fires uh, outdoors of buildings? Uh, say it again. Uh, forest fires. Oh, the uh, forest Spunky fires. The bear. They're, they're, they're covered. <laughs> un, that's under the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service. They do an outstanding job, and we work closely with them through the Office of State Fire Marshal. Uh, I know when we had the QVC fire up in Rocky Mount, you had um, 60 or 70 fire departments responding, as well as the the uh, Forest Service uh, to help keep the fire out of the woods and that type of thing. So they're heavily involved in firefighting every day. And you mentioned that the, the community college system is also involved in training firefighters. Um, is this all of the community college system or, or colleges or just a, a yeah. select few? It's a, a, each and every one of them, all at 58 across North Carolina. And this, uh, this past week, I was down in Fayetteville in the community college there, uh, Fayetteville Technical Community College, just spent millions of dollars through the help of the legislature and Cumberland County and the uh, fire service in North Carolina building a regional training facility. They're in the, we just broke ground for a uh, swift water training rescue this is this is really going to be an economic generator for southeastern north carolina 
and a great benefit to the fire service all across North Carolina. I suspect that fire engines and fire trucks are very expensive. Are we well equipped? Uh, do we have a do we have a need there, or are we in good well, shape? A, a, a new ladder truck is uh, from 1.5 to two million dollars. Uh, many Ooh. of these fire apparatus are uh, close to the million dollar range, so it's very expensive. And uh, many of our city's fire departments are well funded. Unfortunately, we have many rural departments that need a lot of help financially. Well, that uh, 1.5 million for uh, for a ladder truck. Wow, that's a lot of money. Our, our guest is Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey, uh, and uh, we've covered a lot of things, but we've got one more segment, and we'll be back. We're going to talk about legislation, and we're going to talk about uh, Operation Med Drop and a few other things uh, that uh, are under the uh, auspices of uh, Insurance Commissioner Causey. And we'll do that when we return right after these messages. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Carolina Newsmakers continues, and once again, here's Don Curtis. We're back with our final segment of Carolina Newsmakers. Our guest is the Insurance Commissioner of North Carolina, Mike Causey. We opened the program by talking about automobile and homeowner insurance. We didn't talk about health insurance because, quite frankly, health insurance is not one of the areas of concern. It is of concern to Mike Causey, but it's not one of the areas that you directly control. Uh, um, and uh, so tell us, bring us up to date on what a what is going on in health insurance, even though it's not in your department? Well, we, uh, yeah, we do uh, regulate health insurance, uh, Don. Now, uh, we don't regulate Medicaid. We do a lot of work with Medicare through our uh, Seniors Health Insurance Information Program, the SHIP program, where we help seniors uh, every day with questions about Medicare policies, uh, helping them uh, save money on prescription drugs, so if anybody is covered under Medicare and has a question, we want them to call us. Uh, we, we have a life and health insurance division. We work uh, very closely with the federal government on the Affordable Care Act. Uh, 
Um, so, uh, you know, we, we work closely with uh, the major insurance companies, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. We meet with them uh, just about every month, United Healthcare. All the major insurance providers work with us at the Department of Insurance. But as you uh, rightly stated, a lot of the health regulation today is at the federal level. So it, it's more like a uh, partnership. Yeah, I kind of misspoke on that. I was really, when I said, well, in your preview, I was really talking about Medicaid and Medicaid and should have made that clear. But uh, uh, health insurance, of course, is just as important to everyone because it's such a huge part of people's budgets these days, even if they have company paid insurance. Medicaid, Medicaid is under uh, Department of Health and Human Services. And we've had issues where people with Medicaid issues have come to us and I've just uh, picked up the phone and talked with uh, Secretary Kinsley, and we have a good working relationship. So if anybody has a question about Medicaid, the place to call would be Department of Health and Human Services. But uh, don't hesitate to let us know at the Department of Insurance, whatever your insurance questions are, and we'll get you some help. I know you're concerned about the opioid crisis. Where do we stand on that at this time? Oh, it's still a, a major crisis. Uh, we have a, a, about five people a day dying from overdoses in North Carolina. And we partner with law enforcement all across North Carolina with this Operation Medicine Drop, which has been at the Department of Insurance since 2010. And uh, Every month, somewhere in the state, we're having a drug take-back event, uh, partnering with a local sheriff, and we have 470 permanent drop box locations across North Carolina, and if, if you're not sure where they are, you can go to our website, ncdoi.gov, and we've got a listing, or, or give us a call, and we'll, we'll send it to you, or email it to you, but people need to get old prescription medicines out of their medicine cabinets, out of their drawers, and turn it in to a Dropbox location because you don't want these medicines getting in the hands of children or drug dealers, uh, pets. Uh, we've seen children and pets die from uh, the, just picking up a pill that's, that's laying around. And there's so many hard drugs out there today, the, the painkillers and so forth, uh, I'd encourage people to go to our website and look up Operation Medicine Drop if you'd like to have an event in your community or we partner with a lot of pharmacies on this uh, to let us know. And it's also important not to dump these drugs into your sewer system because that creates another problem. That's right. You don't want to create an environmental hazard. So you never flush them down the toilet. Don't throw them in the trash can. Uh, just turn them in to the, a drug take back location. A lot of drug stores today have drop boxes uh, there at the drug store. Let's uh, turn to legislation. Any legislation either on the national level or the state level that, uh, that our uh, listeners should be aware of? Well, every year we work on uh, legislation to better protect consumers, and we try to uh, 
clarify any language that, that may be confusing. So we will be working with the legislators in the upcoming session uh, with the insurance uh, industry and consumer groups. Uh, I don't have any specific legislation to talk about today, but that is something we will be working on. And if, if anybody has an idea suggestion that you think is needed in uh, legislative reform pertaining to any type of insurance or health care, I'd like to know about it. Let's turn to staffing. Are you fully staffed at this point in time? We're fairly close to being fully staffed. We do have a number of openings for certified public accountants. And uh, I think a couple of sworn law enforcement officer positions. And uh, we particularly need people that have financial uh, banking, accounting, uh, finance backgrounds, and we do have uh, engineers, uh, risk managers, and I'd just say if anybody out there is looking for potential employment with the state of North Carolina, go to our website and look at the jobs that we have posted, and the state of North Carolina also has a the NeoGov website that all agencies post uh, any opening, so uh, that's a that's a good point, Don, and we we certainly welcome new people to apply. Well, we've had a lot of announcements of new industries coming in, and most of these are paying higher salaries. Uh, are our state salaries competitive? State salaries are getting better uh, all the time. Uh, the legislature just approved uh, some additional money last year. We're we're seeing. Uh, uh, jobs that are that are paying very well at this time. Well, that's good news to hear. So, if you were to take a look at your agenda for your personal agenda for the next uh, uh, three or four or five months, what uh, what's at the top of your agenda of things that you're working on personally? Well, uh, and when you say personally, you talk, uh, uh, not related. I'm talking to about it. You're, no, in your role as insurance commissioner. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, continuing to fight insurance fraud. We want to uh, continue to be uh, aggressively fight insurance fraud and uh, let the crooks know that we're, we're watching, we're going after them. Uh, I also want to do more work with this problem with the uninsured motorists and people driving without a license. Uh, working with other state agencies there to uh, to crack down on that and continuing to do everything we can to hold down insurance rates at every level for the consumer because uh, you know we're here to help we want people to know that if they've got a problem with an insurance claim or they they're having a frustrating experience trying to get a claim settled. Don't go through it yourself. Give us a call because we have consumer folks that are here every day, Monday through Friday, eight to five, and they are really good at what they do. They'll get your information. They'll talk to the insurance company and they are really good at getting favorable settlements. So let us hear from you. 
and I failed to mention this when we were talking about Medicare, but open enrollment is approaching. Tell us about open enrollment. Open enrollment is coming up in October and it goes to December, uh, first week in December. And uh, we have volunteers all across North Carolina. We have about a thousand volunteers in every county that can meet personally with the consumers that have questions about Medicare, what plan is best. We're not trying to sell anything. So I would recommend that uh, you call the Department of Insurance or call your local senior center in your county and uh, they will set up an appointment for you to talk on the phone or come in personally and review your Medicare coverage and make sure you have the proper uh, Medicare supplements and that you're not paying too much for prescription drugs. Well, it's, it's interesting because I just got in the mail, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners did as well, a big, thick uh, a set of instructions and policy about Medicare from the federal government. It must be 75, 80 pages. I looked at it and said, that's, that's too much for me to, to know about. And that's right. There's, and it's so confusing that it is really good to, to sit down with one of these SHIP, the Seniors Health Insurance Information Program volunteers, and let them go over your coverage and tell you what's covered and, and uh, where you may need additional help. And you call that SHIP, S-H-I-P. Again, what does that stand for? It's two eyes. Senior Seniors Health Insurance Information Program. Well, that's just a great service. And, and again, they can get information about that from your website. And that is particularly important right now because this open enrollment period is approaching and uh, is the time to get all of this corrected if you need correction. That's right. Well, okay, we've got about uh, about 60 seconds left. Uh, any closing thoughts or advice for our listeners as far as uh, covering their car, their home, their life, their health? Like I said and, before, uh, get, give your insurance agent a call and say, hey, I'd like to review my coverage to make sure I'm properly covered. And uh, I want to put in a, a plug for the uh, North Carolina State Fair that's coming up. Uh, our agency, Department of Insurance and Office of State Fire Marshal has exhibits. Most of our other state agencies have exhibits. Commissioner Troxler's done an outstanding job getting that ready. And we, we also have some other fairs across the state. Uh, the Cle Cleveland County has a big fair uh, that we're participating in this year. And so I, I believe it's going to be a good year for the fair. It's looking like it is. And uh, just encourage people, if they can, to go out and uh, check out all the new things that the state fair has to offer and look at the booth from the Department of Insurance and Office of State Fire Marshal. Good, good, uh, good tip. Uh, that Cleveland County Fair is one that's often overlooked. I grew up in Bessemer City, so I'm well aware of that one. Well, Commissioner, we appreciate you taking time to be with us. Commissioner of Insurance, uh, Mike Causey, and uh, uh, Jason Kong has produced our program. If you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast or share it with a friend, you can go online to carolinanewsmakers.com. And Jason will have another guest for us next week on this same group of stations all across North Carolina. So next week, have a good week. 
Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time, for Carolina Newsmakers. Newsmakers.